Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Nicole Alexander with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. We will be talking today about the Divine Knowledge 3. <clears throat> Divine Knowledge 3. We must understand that God gives us His knowledge. and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you would impart in us your knowledge to give us understanding, to empower us that we may live a life that is upright in your light, in your sight. Continue to touch our lives, continue to move by your divine power, who is the Holy Ghost. Have your way in my life and have your way right now in the lives of your people. Feed us that which is convenient for us today. What you need for us to understand. What you need for us to see. Father, open our eyes and ears that we may see and hear and get an understanding. Feed us, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the potentate king, the everlasting God. Amen and amen. Let us turn to 2 Peter, the first chapter. We're talking about divine knowledge. Divine knowledge. A subtopic is virtue. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. That is our theme for divine knowledge. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust and besides this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity for if these things be in you if these things be in you and abound they make you that you should neither be barren idle nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ
But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I want you to know today, according to your faith, you have to add, you have to add virtue. You have to add virtue. You have to add virtue to your faith. Now, what does it mean to add virtue? Virtue means excellency, being pleasing to God, the excellence of God revealed in the work of salvation. So the excellence, whether internal or attributed to, you have to add excellence to your faith. In all diligence, add to your faith virtue. We've got to understand that God wants us to be partakers of the divine nature. This type of virtue don't come easy. This type of virtue is imparted in you. It is a character of God. And he's saying to us today, through my divine knowledge, for you to be fruitful, for you to be active in the knowledge of the divine, of God and Jesus Christ, his son, you have to put on virtue. You have to become a partaker of the excellency that is of God, not the excellency of man, because man can't bring out the best in you. I know we hear it, we can be taught it, but the best of you is the excellency of you, and the excellency of you comes from God. Are you pleasing to God? Is your life pleasing to God? The excellency of virtue. My life is pleasing to God. My life is pleasing to God. It is the excellency. So we have to add to our faith virtue. So what else do virtue mean? It means to take courage, to have fortitude, a resolution of moral excellence. See, this is why I say God has to bring out the best in you. It is the moral excellence that he brings by his divine nature. You want to be connected. Things that you think you can do because you go by man's knowledge. It's not about man in the body of Christ. It's about the divine nature. And who is our divine nature of? But God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost.
We need this courage, this moral excellence in the face of fear. Do you know what it means to take courage? In the face of fear, you still move on to what God has said. Many people don't want me coming to New Jersey because of death threats. And I'm going to tell you like the apostle Peter told the chief priests when they had threatened them. They had threatened them and they told them, don't you preach this Christ again. And the apostle Peter stood there and he said, is it better for me to hearken to you or to God? You tell. So what does that mean? I'm coming to New Jersey. I'm going to continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm after the souls of men to bring them into this virtue, this excellency of God that you can't. Now, is it better for me to hearken unto you or unto God? Even if it means my life, it is better for me to hearken unto God. Why? Because there is a need. There is a people that you can't reach that I can. I don't care what the pastor is in New Jersey. I don't care what the apostle is or who they are. God said, I'm sending her. That means there's a group and a body of people that will only come to Christ through me. There's a group in a body of people that God is going to use me to reach. Then there are some spirits that you can't deal with that I am assigned to. You need help. When God usually sends somebody, help is needed. Now, understand that and let the end be. You got to have some moral excellence, some virtue that makes you believe God over man. That makes you be pleasing in God's eyes. We need this excellency of the spirit. And the excellence of God is revealed in the work of salvation. And like I told you before, you can come to Christ in faith that is salvation and you have eternal life. But what happens in your life when you get in a situation and you need to be saved? That too is salvation. It is the excellency of God. Because only he can save you in situations that man cannot. We're talking about adding to our faith virtue. Adding to our faith 
virtue. Let's go back to verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, we're in we're on verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us. He called us unto glory and he called us unto what? Virtue. Virtue. He calls us unto virtue. Where glory and virtue, glory and virtue, he calls us to it. So what does virtue mean in this verse? What does virtue mean in this verse? He calls us to praise. So he calls us to glory and praise. It is a type of virtue. First Peter, the second chapter, the ninth verse. He says, but you now as a believer are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That you should show forth, show forth, show forth the praises. You gotta show forth your virtue. Show forth your virtue. Show forth your virtue. You better show forth that praise. Show forth your praise because in praise and worship, there is strength in the spirit. It's part of your foundation if you didn't know it. Because as a babe, you can't eat a lot of meat. God has to give you some milk. So in praise and worship, you get your strength in the spirit. You got to give off some praise. God has called you to glory and praise. You've got to understand that as you grow in God, your praise has been the foundation of your strength in him. Let's go to Ephesians, the first chapter. In whom you also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto what you have been called unto, the praise of his glory. 
You have been called unto praise. You have been called to virtue. You have been called to it. And we need you to do it. We need you to praise God. We need you to be strengthened. We need you to praise him. Walk in your virtue. Walk in your virtue. Walk in your virtue. Hebrews. He Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews the 13th chapter. The 15th verse. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto his name. It is a sacrifice of praise. Not that you want to do it. You got to do it. Remember, I just told you strength of the spirit comes from praise and worship. You've got to praise him. It is a sacrifice that you make. You want something done for you. You want to get the strength of the spirit. You better give off some praise. Give him thanks. Glory to your name. I thank you, Lord. Take a moment to show some virtue. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Give them thanks by the fruit of your lips. Give them thanks. You are a great God and I thank you for being who you are. Let the words of your lips mean something. It is a sacrifice of praise. And we got to do it to God continually. You got to show forth your virtue. And I want people to understand this message. So when you walking down the street and you hear somebody saying, thank you, Jesus. You can identify that person is in virtue right now. He done added to her his faith. She done added to his, her faith virtue. It's the fruit of your lips. It's the fruit of your lips. Philippians, the first chapter. Philippians, the first chapter. It's the fruit of your lips. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You got to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. God has called you unto glory and virtue. Give off the praise that's due unto his name.
He says in verse 9, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge. In knowledge. And in all judgment. That ye may approve the things that are excellent. That you may approve the virtue that comes forth. That you may approve what is pleasing to God. The excellency shall come forth. Where is your virtue? That ye may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Do you notice that the fruits go with the glory and praise of God? The fruits of what? The fruits of righteousness. And where do you get that from but the Holy Ghost? He carries the fruits of righteousness. That's why for those that are not baptized, he is with you. Because you need his fruit. But there's going to be a time where he is in you. And that means Christ has converted you. He has baptized you in the spirit. And you've got to understand this one thing. You need the spirit of God's righteousness. Giving off praise with the fruit of your lips. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. Why? Because you're adding to your faith virtue. And you're giving God what's due him. He has called you to glory and virtue. The excellency of God being pleasing in his sight. God revealing the salvation work to you. We've got to give off praise. He's called us to this glory and praise. And you need to walk in it. You need to walk in it. We must walk in the precepts of God. We must walk in the precepts of God. Psalms, the 50th chapter. The 23rd verse, Psalms 50, 23. We're talking about virtue, adding to your faith, virtue. Virtue is something God called you to. And you must walk in it without praise and without fruits of righteousness. You have no virtue. I want you to understand we need virtue in our life. And we must add to our faith. Verse 23, whosoever offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Whosoever offereth praise glorifieth God. Are you glorifying him? Are you showing the virtue that's in you? How often do you show it? Show God the glory that's due to his name. And he said, in doing so, with upright conversation, you will see the salvation of your God. Do you have the virtue? If not, let today be the first day you start thanking God at any hour of any day. Show forth the virtue and the praises of him who've called you. 
Give them the fruit of your lips. Mean it too. Don't just give them lip service. When you say it and you mean it, you giving them heart service. And that's what he looking for. Because in old time past, the Jews, the chief priests, they gave them lip service. You don't want to be one of them. You want to be those Christians that are devoted to God. That he, he can look at you like he looked up jo at Job and Joseph and said, These men were upright in my sight. They were pleasing to me. We got to give up and offer thanksgiving, the sacrifice of praise. He said, who offereth me praise glorifieth me. Who offereth praise glorifieth me. Let's look at definition number three of virtue. Let's go back to 1 Peter. So we understand virtue to mean the excellency. That means being pleasing to God. The excellence of God revealed in the work of salvation. You need excellence in your life. When excellence is working, people can see the virtue. Then you need courage, fortitude, moral excellence in your life. When they see that, they see you've added virtue. Now, showing forth the, the praise that's due unto his name. When they see you praise, when you begin to praise, you can identify that you have added virtue to your faith. And this is why we need preachers and teachers of the gospel. So we can understand what we do in life as believers so we can understand how we're growing in God and so we can know what we do and mean what we do we've got to understand and I hope and understand that you will continue in the path of righteousness now virtue add to your ver to faith virtue now this next definition of virtue, virtue means fortitude. It's to have fortitude. And to have fortitude means that you have courage in the times of trouble or pain. You take courage. Acts the fourth chapter. And I told you about this early on. This is where 13 through 31 it says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Sometimes it's a problem when people see you have been with Jesus. But that's when you got to have virtue. You've got to pull in all the things that virtue carries. Excellence, courage, moral excellence, praise, and now fortitude. You've got to pull it in. You've got to have it. You've got to encounter with Jesus. So I'm going to skip down and I want you to read. 13 through 31 in your own time, but I'm skipping. Now they took counsel against them. And they said, 
at the end of their counsel, their talk in verse 18, they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Not to speak nor teach in the name of Jesus. And the apostle Peter and John, they both answered unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge you. For we, we as the body of Christ, cannot but speak the things we have seen and heard. And when you speak those things, know that people will try to shut you up. Know that God is doing something in that hour. Why? Because you're speaking the truth in righteousness. You're giving up praise to what God has done. You have virtue. And when you have faith and virtue, evidently trouble encourages, trouble is going to come your way and you are going to need to take courage. Sometimes you, you look at the messages that God give you after you've been through a process and you wish you would have knew that information during that process, but God still brought you through. So now the next time you go through something, you can understand you got virtue and you need to praise his name and you need to go forth and show forth the praises. Walk in the excellency of God. Now, I'm not finished here. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, did they stop because of the threat? In other words, they're telling him, look, I'm going to speak what God showed me. The things that, he, that I see in the spirit, uh, the things that I hear in the spirit, uh, I'm going to hearken to God. I'm going to preach and teach what I hear and what I see. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorify God for that which was done. He done a miracle. See how people are threatened when God begin to use you? When God begin to use you, they are threatened. So let me just show you on down. And because of their threats, they went into prayer. And verse 27 says, For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to do, or to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. When you are threatened because of your faith, you need to go to God in prayer and ask for the boldness that you need. But it ain't because of you. It's because you're speaking what you have seen and heard by God. This is taking courage. Because why? They didn't stop there. They just prayed for more boldness. They prayed to speak more. To speak more. 
To take courage means you have the ability to disregard fear. You have the ability to disregard it. Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter. Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter. It says, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. In other words, God will be with you. He will go with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. See, it's who God calls. It's who he chooses to bring forth, to bring you into a land in which he wants to promise you God has to choose not man God has to choose and he tells that leader to be strong and of a good courage verse 23 and he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said be strong and of a good courage for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. It is important that God encourage leaders when he send them on a mission. It is important that God encourage you when God sends you on a mission. Why? He don't want you to forget that in the midst of your mission, he is with you. And sometimes trouble arise and sometimes fear arise. But God says, take courage. Acts the 28th chapter. The 15th verse. And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, they came to meet us as far as Apai Forum and the three taverns, whom when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. The Apostle Paul, he's on the island of Malta, and he encountered a demon spirit and men who worship pagan gods. And then they thought he was a god because he dealt with a demon spirit. And it was a venomous viper. And if you know anything about the viper spirit, it is a deadly spirit. Poison comes from its mouth. We've got to understand we need virtue. Virtue. It also means resolution. And resolution means to be determined. To have a firm purpose. To have resolute character. Virtue is a character. It has to be firm. Determined. A resolute character. Virtue. Courage. Fortitude. 
And it has to come from the heart. Acts 11, 23. Acts 11, 23. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. You've got to have a purpose of heart. You come to salvation because you believe with your heart and you make a confession with your mouth. But believing with your heart, that is a purpose. You believe in the salvation of God. You will have eternal life. And you cleaved unto the Lord now. This is resolution. Having a purpose of heart. This is all virtue. You can examine your own life because I examined mine when I got this message back in 2019. And I'm preaching it today. I had it in a written epistle, but I'm preaching it today so that it can help you better. I heard that the word of God comes alive better when it is preached than when it is written. So for those of you who need it preached, today you are hearing the word on divine knowledge and we're adding to our faith virtue. The 46th chapter, the 11th verse. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executed my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted, that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be afar off. And my salvation shall not tarry, and I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. We've got to understand we can't be stout-hearted. We have to be purposed of heart. We have to be purposed of heart. Purposed of heart. Purposed of heart. Why? Because God purposed it. This is the character and the nature of God that we must add to ourselves. If he purposed things in his heart and he does it, we have to purpose it too. And we have to cleave to the Lord. This is a character of virtue. It's resolution. It's resolution. Ephesians, the first chapter. Ephesians, the first chapter, the 11th verse, and this is the last verse of the evening, of the day. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. It is purpose. That we should be to the praise of his glory. 
who first trusted in Christ, that we should be to the praise of his glory. That takes us back to our original scripture in 2 Peter. 2 Peter, the first chapter. Why? Because he has called us unto it. In verse 3, he has called us unto glory and virtue. We must understand, we must have this glory and virtue. It's a commendable thing. God is pleased by it. He walks by it. He wants you and me to walk by it. Can you walk by it? Can you be pleasing to God? Can you add to your faith today virtue? Can you add virtue? I need you to say, yes, Lord. I'm adding virtue. I'm going to praise your name. I'm going to give off this courage, this fortitude that you need me to. I'm going to disregard fear in the midst of a problem. God, I'm going forth for you. And I'm going to thank you with the fruit of my lips. See, giving you heart service is going to be purpose from me from now on, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day, God. I pray for the people. I pray that you will bless their hearts and minds, Lord. I pray that you will give them understanding that they may be strong in you, uh, that they will do and just as they are called to give off glory and virtue. Thank you, God, for it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The potentate king, our spiritual feeder, our governor, our chief priest, and our intercessor in heaven. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen.